Hello friends, welcome to the Supernature Cafe. I'm your host, David Mage. And I'm your host, Reverend Audra of One Soul Awakening. Thank you for taking the time to tune into our show where we discuss the reality-bending stories and experiences from our Supernature podcast. Supernature Cafe seeks to be respectful to all people, humans, beings, and creatures of the universe alike. What we discuss and our content may not be suitable for all listeners. We strive to only speak of truth as we know it. Some listeners may find the experience and stories depicted to be unsettling and disturbing, so listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Supernature Cafe. Hello, cosmic friends. Welcome to Supernature Cafe. I am your host, David Mage. And I'm Reverend Audra. And today's episode has a lot to do with you. Yes. Uh, so we did capture the last episode on the subconscious, uh, and your subconscious in particular, uh, from your two hypnosis sessions uh, that we, uh, we did in the past. Again, that audio was a little rough. I know moving forward, if I'm going to be recording these sessions, to, uh, to make sure that the audio is, uh, is smooth and clean and ready to be distributed if that, uh, that so happens. And the way these sessions have been going, I think it's probably going to end up happening because <laughs> there's some pretty phenomenal stuff that comes through in the subconscious uh, sessions that, that's not easy to, uh, to translate in a Supernature narrative episode. Uh, but actually, I think, comes across really interestingly in its raw form mm-hmm. uh, through the subconscious. Yeah, and obviously we can't share a ton of these with people, but because it's my own personal, I'm happy to put that on display for all to see and, and know a little bit more about myself. So to start our cafe off today, let's get a take from you on your perspective of what it was like uh in the hypnosis state. Sure. So it's interesting because, I mean, I've been doing QHHT for years now, and to be on this side of it definitely puts a different perspective. Um, You know, you can only really uh, understand to a certain level when you are not the client, when you're kind of asking all the questions. So to be put under and to kind of go through all of the things that have sort of been plaguing or troubling me over the years, many years, um, and be able to kind of go in and just ask those questions is really neat. Um, it was a strange experience because I really don't recall, I would say 75% of it. So for me to kind of listen in, it's like, oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah, that, I guess that makes sense. Where did that come from? Why did I say that? And I really don't know. So it was helpful for me to review the recording um, quite a few times to kind of get a better look at myself, which is just a strange kind of concept to think. Um, You know, you think you know yourself and you really don't. (laughs) Maybe on some level you do, but it's interesting to kind of open this up. It's like looking at yourself in a reflection, knowing it's you that you're hearing in that recording, but knowing that you aren't necessarily consciously aware of the words that are coming out of your mouth. Absolutely. And then having to reflect on those words and why were they said and what was what was going on. 
definitely puts different answers into my head on why I have issues with certain things. Because, I mean, we all have issues. We all have fears. We all have things that we need to overcome. And I think mine have been pretty much the same sort of thing throughout my life. I mean, I wrote a master's paper (laughs) on my fears. So it's definitely something that's strong with me, but not to the degree that I would have thought. So it was interesting to get a different perspective. Right. And fears are a huge thing, especially throughout this subconscious state. Uh, Because a lot of people, when they do this hypnosis, they want to get some answers about those things. And you were no different. You wanted to address a lot of the things that you have have had issues with throughout your life and kind of get a better perspective on it. And I mean, kind of before we get into any specifics, what do you think? Do you think you got a better perspective on the fears and things that you struggle with? I do. Um, It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. A lot of things that came up with fears and allergies and all of these different things that kind of trouble me. um, I don't I don't think I would have thought that that was the bigger picture for me, which is interesting because our fears shape us. You know, we're not necessarily shaped by all the things that are right in our life. We're shaped by all of the things that kind of trouble us. So um, being able to look at it in a very different perspective, almost like a non-earthly perspective, if that makes sense, you can really pull yourself away from that fear and think about it at a different level and then sort of wipe it out if you can. (laughs) Yeah, like looking at yourself from an outsider's perspective. Yeah, but outsider, but also almost like cosmically reassessing the issue. Because at least for me, these weren't like, well, you're afraid of this because so-and-so did that. It's sort of like, you're afraid of this because your genetic makeup is completely like (laughs) off. Right. I think what you said is it's not hers, but the body has its own memory. Yes. So like, what do you do with that information? (laughs) Right. And that was a big thing that kind of established a lot of where your fears and that come from is this idea that you inherited these fears genetically through your your DNA makeup of your third dimensional (laughs) physical self. And I have a visual on this because, you know, as anyone who listened um, to last week's episode will know that words apparently mean nothing to me, but visuals are everything. And the way I kind of look at it as like, I am actually, maybe you don't realize or see this, but I am actually quite adventurous. And like, I love to want to do everything. Yeah, we wouldn't get that from your fear base. No. Fearing outside everything. No. And I think even people who know me would kind of be like, oh yeah, you are. Um, But I am. And I have all of these like huge dreams and goals. And like, I want to do this. I want to do that. And that is there in me, but then my body stops. So it's almost like I've got this body that's like stuck on the edge of a cliff and it's like trying to push over to jump and like do all these things, but the body's grounded and the mind is everywhere else going, but you can do this and this and this. Maybe and like, it's a good reason that you have <laughs> tethered yourself the, the way you have, because it sounds like if you didn't have these, these genetic fears or these genetic Weights, markers, almost. Yeah, you would uh, maybe be a little more, well, I don't want to say reckless. Fun? <laughs> hey, you're a lot of fun. <laughs> well, I would definitely not have that forethought to be like, okay, am I doing this for, like, is this dangerous? Is this something I should actually do? Which I have a lot of those questions that come up now where I think maybe if it weren't for that, you're right. I probably would be doing everything all the time. 
Well, and the, the great thing, I mean, that I always like to go back to is that you chose the path yes. to get here. Yes. You know, the, the energy, the, 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 the genetic connections, whatever, like it was all decided on as you made your way up to this point. So I got to believe that, you know, all of these things in place have, are done for a reason purpose. and are, are doing them for the best, the best of your development. Yeah. So, yeah, so we established that, that, you know, that these fears tend to come from the body that are not necessarily your energetic self or your other self, which I think brings in this really neat idea about different energetic bodies. And anybody who's not familiar with this concept, the idea is that, you know, we have numerous energetic bodies, like a spiritual body, a etheric body, an astral body, an emotional body, a physical body, and they all combine together to create the the being that we see in front of us. Yeah, the perception of you. Right, and I think this was really neat to kind of show that that separation and that sure there are these these numerous bodies that all combine together to to be who we are, and that they don't always jive with each other <laughs> like some fears hold us our other parts of our energetic bodies back but i think the the point is they all work cohesively together to be the best self or to strive to become the best self that we can be and i just thought that was really neat that in your hypnosis you were kind of establishing those ideas about those different bodies but how they're how they're not they're not working together but how it's overall helping you yeah. progress. Yeah, like I can definitely see the separations between all of these things together that sure, cohesively I can be and I can kind of do and and have like a daily life. I'm pretty grounded for the most part, but it's interesting to kind of see that because I see a lot in me where like I want to do more and I want to do all of these things, but I am being held back. And you don't always know, like, is that a limiting belief? Is it this? Is it that? And to kind of look at it and see, like, whether you believe it or not, and whether it, like, resonates with you, it kind of gives you this, like, almost like a spark of hope where it's like, okay, I see it, I can place it, and now I can work on it. It's not just like, oh, it's just in your head. So whether or not it is like this physical body that just doesn't work completely with my soul, quote unquote is kind of irrelevant but it for me it puts something into place that allows me to kind of move forward and go through it and i think that's that's the best thing that you could take away from that is is that it you have this actionable path yes now it's not this nebulous fear of oh my god every time i i go near the ocean or every time i walk at night or I have or, a panic attack <laughs> yeah like now it's okay i i get it you know that it's there I feel it. Now let's move forward. Yeah, it's like a different type of process. You know, even a few days ago going for a walk midday by myself in daylight, I had this sort of calm of like, you know, it'll be fine. I'm in my own neighborhood. Everything's okay. <laughs> You're going to do this. You will get home. <laughs> and that may not have happened a few years ago. I really liked actually you asked or I asked if there's any way that you could release these fears. Mm -hmm. And then you answered back. No. And then instead of it being in the third person, you answered again. And I, I say, why not? I thought it was an interesting kind of like, 
duality in that moment there that like the majority of the session we're in third person you're speaking (laughs) of audra as this separate entity yes and then there's this almost internal conversation that's going on still well remember i'm a gemini still (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) where you're 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 actually having a commentary as well yeah that's that's going on that i'm only privy to at certain times right and i I didn't pick that up at all so it's interesting too because i mean you you definitely um many ears hear many things right so i didn't pick that up through you know the 10 times i've listened to this session so it's interesting yeah so well i was wondering if if you remembered that moment like if if you you recalled anything that was going on in that that moment about no the fears i and it's interesting because when i look at what i can recall even after listening, I mean, if we were talking like an hour after the session, I would tell you I have no idea. I know I was under, I know there was a block of time kind of missing from my, you know, my reality, but I wouldn't remember anything. Listening to this repeatedly, I am remembering the moments, but I don't know where it came from. I don't know who said them. I don't know any of it. So I really can't even answer if there was that sort of internal argument between this me in, in, you know, standing in front of you versus the spiritual me. So it's fascinating to me. <laughs> I mean, that's such a neat concept, especially because we're all so different. So like when I'm with my clients and we chat about things right after, they generally remember bits and pieces of things. And, you know, I always tell them, um, you know, read through, listen through, try to do it however many times, because each time you're going to get deeper and more healing and and more memories of this and now I kind of understand what that means now because I'm understanding what was coming through but there's still it's almost as if there's just no connection between that moment that it was said to now it's interesting Mm -hmm. it's one of those fascinating things that we have tapped into with this form of hypnosis Mm mm-hmm yeah, I love it. And it, it's funny because I remember being a little bit nervous about being put under. And I just, I, I would love to do it every day and <laughs> just keep going in and finding more stories. Well, and I think that's that's the great thing that the, this hypnosis process is opening us up to is those abilities to explore deeper within ourselves. Uh, okay, so a couple other things to touch base on before we move on with the fear stuff mm-hmm. um, was... I want to kind of talk a bit about the nature, nature itself. Well, nature and animals. So two interesting <laughs> things about you. All things about the earth. <laughs> you love nature. Yes. And you love animals. Yes. But you are very allergic to numerous things in nature. About 99% of things. <laughs> and animals. Yes. I think the, I guess, aversion and allergy uh, to animals is interesting to me because I look at animals around me and it's just you know pouring out of me with love and they're so awesome and so cute and like how many times do I get laughed at for just sitting around and watching animal videos and when I grow up I want to give chimpanzees little baths and like you know help them to be better and be clean and be happy and I look at these animal shows and I just you know swoon over them yet if you put one in front of me it would practically drop me like a fly with allergies and issues i mean even the hypoallergenic animals i can't have i can't go near they you know almost bring me to tears so it is interesting and i think 
that, you know, maybe there is some truth in there that, yes, I love these things. They have their place. They are definitely going to distract me from what I need to be doing here. And there are a lot of those things, I think, in my life that have slowed me down and distracted me from what I need to do. So it's really just trying to be more mindful, like don't adopt anything, don't take on any new responsibilities, just focus so that you can like get past things and sort of move forward in the way that you're supposed to. With the trees, it's interesting because... We've all in this area, I think, grown up around nature and grown up around forests and things like that, Um, especially where I'm from and like where I grew up. You know, we always had parties out in the woods and we lived half of our lives out there. And I grew up with severe allergies. I grew up with almost becoming afraid of the trees. And I don't really know how to place that sometimes. I used to be able to go hiking freely and often and as of maybe the past 10, 15 years, it scares me. And I was never really sure why. You know, going into the woods, it's always like, don't go in the woods, this bad stuff. I don't know if I've watched too much horror or what, but it's in my head. And it's been a hard one to navigate, especially with kids. And I always push to want to go out and to like explore nature, but then there's this internal struggle. Um, Yet, Funny enough, when we're out west and we're in these massive forests that are 10 times the height and size of the ones here of coniferous trees, I feel like I can breathe and I feel like this is peace. (laughs) This is amazing. So it is neat to kind of see that sort of lining up inside as well. You know, I'm not allergic to them. They make me feel at home. They make me feel happy. It's interesting especially running an eco-spiritual ministry and having like a druid style of life where everything we want to do really does focus on nature. Right. And we pursue a lot of, of the nature and, and d- doing things in, in our natural environment. Uh, but it, it has been a very funny connection where you uh, are dealing with allergies <laughs> of this stuff <laughs> in, our, in our local area and out west uh, there are environments there that you do feel a lot more at home with and a lot more comfortable with. And so it's interesting that nature just isn't just nature. No. There are there are differences to nature too. Almost as if nature has its seasons, you know? There are like a variety of seasons of nature. <laughs> and some fit well, and some don't. Personalities. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's uh, let's move on from the fears and the allergies and all the crazy earthly things. And uh, maybe... Talk a little bit about your cosmic experiences that came out in the subconscious. A couple particular things. Um, You said apparently you are not a part of this universe, uh, that you followed a blue stream and it sucked you down into Earth. (laughs) Yes. I don't know what else to do but chuckle for that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Well, and that's interesting because I've never growing up felt... I don't belong on earth or like I'm not of here, I'm not from here until I would say probably more recently looking around at things a little more like objectively thinking like what the heck is going on? (laughs) Um, So yeah, it doesn't necessarily put me into a specific type of being that I may or may not be. It's just saying, you know, you're sort of this vast blanket of stars and colors over there by Pleiades how do you 
take that in? How do you, you know, what do you do with that information? I don't think much. <laughs> I think you, you take it and you keep living your life. Exactly. Uh, but some people don't. Some people get a little bit stuck on that sort of thing. And I think it can be really limiting for some people. You know, if, if you were to do something like this and someone comes through the other side and goes, holy cow, I found out that I'm an Arcturian. I'm not actually an Earthling. And it changes their views, their perceptions of things. It changes sort of their visual of what their life should or shouldn't be. And I think it can be really limiting for some people and it could actually harm them. So I think it's interesting to kind of take this information and just go, okay, I know this now. So what can I take from that to sort of help me expand what I'm looking at in my life? And, and you know, it, it does make me laugh to think about what I've told myself that, you know, I am. But now it's sort of, how does that translate? Right. Uh, I think integration is a good, uh, a good step in that we're not, we're not denying either side. You know, we're not denying all this ridiculous cosmic cloud of, of surrounding Pleiades. I'm a bunch of stuff. Is now manifesting (laughs) itself down on earth. And we're not we're not just saying, oh, I'm nothing but this Pleiadian energy. Right. Take that, me away. <laughs> that, you know, is now stuck and stranded down here as this in this earthly body. Like restrictive. Right. Like we're both, you know, whatever and however that relates to your energy beyond the cosmos to who you are here and now. You are still here and now. Yeah. You are still that person. You are still here Living and breathing. We can't deny who we are. We need to be able to take that information and say, cool, well, right now, this is what I am. I'm here living on Earth as an Earthling, as a human. What do I do next? Like, how do I take that and, like, help my life? How does that expand who I am? We definitely can't take it and go, well, I'm done with being an Earthling. I don't want to do this. It's too hard. I want to be back up there. Obviously, everybody wants to be back up there, you know. If one thing I've learned over the time is that we all want to be what we were before, before having to come here and learn the lessons and grow. This is our school. So for me, it's really just taking that information and putting it into my life now and going, okay, I was that cool. Now I'm this. And this has to be awesome. <laughs> you know, I find it more inspiring. Yeah, I think that's a that's a wonderful way to look at it. It helps keep you grounded here. Most importantly, that's what needs to yes. maintain is this is the most important life staying grounded. And again, and even in the hypnosis stuff, that's actually a, a wonderful thing that I really like about the process of the end of the hypnosis session. Yeah. When you're coming out, you are specifically asking every other experience, every other thing that took place, or or energy that you connected with to go back to where it needs to and you are reintegrating 100% to being who you are right now yeah Um, so there isn't any kind of breaks in your consciousness well yeah we have to realize that the life we're living right now is the most important life because this is the one this is the one that matters you can't go back you can't go forward it's all the same it's just right now so if you can take that information and utilize it now to like help your case to help your life then i thought it was interesting when i asked and i asked twice in the two two separate sessions 
There's only a couple questions I asked twice, and this was one of them, uh, was how many lives you've had. And the first session was an emphatic one. <laughs> and then the second session, you actually explained a little bit more, still being one life, but that you have had many lives in this life. And I thought that was, yeah. that was a really interesting uh, way to put it. Just talking about how many lessons and how many things that you've challenged yourself with in this life, albeit still having one earthly life, but looking at encompassing it as much as possible into that life. I'm just curious if you had any, any ideas on that. Yeah, I think that was really interesting because I don't think I've ever looked at it like that. But I do look back at this life and granted it hasn't been a hard life in the way that a lot of people would probably think a hard life looks in terms of, you know, abuse or any mental issues or physical issues, things like that. I've right. been are, very fortunate. Absolutely. There are definitely lives that you could look at that have, have had much bigger challenges or yes. struggles or problems. My, I suppose, challenges in that I would say that it's been a hard life in that I've learned some huge lessons in this life. And I do feel sometimes like I have crammed like a hundred lives into my life now when I look back at all of the things that I have overcome, accomplished, failed at, all of the things. And I think, man, how did I jam all that in? And sometimes even looking at my timeline of when I was here or there doing this or that, I get confused almost in like, wait, how did that happen? When was this? When was that? I feel like it's been a full, full life. And I mean, whether that's good or bad, I don't know. It just is. But I kind of look at it like that. Like it sort of helps me to step out and look at my life and go like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> it may be one physical life here on this planet, but it feels like a billion lives crammed into one with all of the things. Mm -hmm. And I, I found it interesting, actually, your your body apparently has had numerous lives here. I say body, but I mean like that genetic DNA energy uh, has had many lives here and that you said you took it and and that and has had mostly rock. Yeah. <laughs> rock lives? <laughs> Rocks have lives? They or, do. <laughs> or, or have existence, existences? Yes. But that... Yeah, that this energy has predominantly been rock and human. And mm -hmm. and that was an interesting uh, point. Well, and it is it is neat when you like it just sort of sparked something in my head when you said that, because I look at things, you know, like this material has life. This pencil has life. This leaf, you know, when you look at how children learn different things through schooling. You look at inanimate objects that as if, you know, that desk over there has no life. Well, we've always told the kids there's life in everything. So for me to think a rock has life, hell yeah, it has life. It has a very long and slow and possibly painfully boring life. And it almost makes things make sense in my head that sure, if I did have that DNA that would translate to a rock. Heck yeah, I'm having a billion lives in this life because I've been so slow <laughs> for so long in this thousand year old rock that like I need to do everything right now because I can. I'm in a human body now, you know? So it's interesting to kind of look at it like that. 
you know, just quickly to go on to another part of the family stuff, mm-hmm. uh, is along with you saying you took this life or this energy, this body, um, it came up a couple times that you took your kids. <laughs> yeah, I devoured them. And yeah, yeah, you <laughs> devoured them from Bleades yeah. and brought them here. Um, very interesting ideas. Uh, just curious what you, your thoughts were on that. I'm curious what my thoughts are on that too. I'm not sure what that looks like. Um, it seems to me that I somehow was a part of their lives from afar watching these two sparks almost doing these things and going, oh God, why are they doing that? Why would they do that? No, or don't let that hurt them. Or, you know, almost like a protectiveness. And then one day getting sucked into this blue flash of like, ooh, what's that? Okay, you guys are coming with me because I can't trust you to be here. I need to be with you and I want to interact with you. And I just sort of gobbled them up and... (laughs) took them with me poor things <laughs> i don't know what that means i don't i don't understand that but it's really interesting i've never heard this before <laughs> no no i think this has been so intriguing to to learn about and i can't wait until they start getting a little older where we can start exploring hypnosis with them mm-hmm. and see what what comes out through them and uh and yeah really really explore this uh, this idea where they were before mm-hmm. i only really in sort of in the session saw them as these things that i was sort of viewing from afar always but had this extreme connection to mm-hmm. so yeah that's interesting i i really i i can't place it i've never heard of this before and i've never you know it's not something that was common that i could have picked up at some point it's like who steals their children as cosmic mass they think it's hilarious yeah (laughs) which seems like just the idea that you you gathered their energy yeah and and brought it with you along this blue stream so just to quickly go back to that blue stream idea because it, it was one of the other questions that I asked twice. This one was was interesting because it actually ties in with my ayahuasca experience. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to get too much into that because that's an upcoming episode and we're going to tie that into what you experienced because this is actually a fascinating thing and that my Aya experience um, aligns with my story. With your hypnosis experiences. Um, but this idea that there was this turquoise that when you said it the second time turquoise energy that was a like a beam that drew your attention and drew and brought you to earth yes you know when you have a cat and you shake a bag of treats that's what it was (laughs) (laughs) right and it's interesting that we we talk a lot about this blue energy and this turquoise energy because i didn't think much of that but the book i'm reading right now actually talks a lot about blue energy and it being Arcturian energy. And this is something that we are still going to explore further, but I have been thoroughly drawn to this concept of Arcturians for years and have only recently started to learn more about the Arcturians. And then now the information we're learning about the Arcturians and it's potentially lining up with our experiences in hypnosis and explorations and things like that as well so 
again, very early stages of what's going on with this side of things, but very intriguing ideas uh, starting to come to light. And it's taken years to connect these dots, which I think is important to mention that this is a process, you know, once you want to know past the, you know, what's the meaning of life, (laughs) this is a door that does not close and you just keep building on and on and on and it comes in various ways. Uh, Which actually connects nicely to my next point, Mm -hmm. Um, guides. So you briefly, now your hypnosis sessions don't get too much into your guides. No. So I would, I'd actually like to get you to explain a little bit more about what you have learned of your guides um, that we may not have captured in the uh, the sessions. Well, the main guide that I connect with, which is Shardhead or Shardy, um, <laughs> he's quite the character. I say he, I'm not sure if there's a gender really for this, but to me, they came to me quite a few years back now, I guess, as a, I guess you didn't envision Rose Quartz looking figure wearing a turtleneck we gotta put your picture up that you yes you made to represent him (laughs) i was him as halloween or my halloween costume this year as well um he's funny he's ridiculous and he argues about the clothing that he wears with me so it's this very strange relationship and i'm sure most people would just be like she's just gone bonkers at this point but i haven't i'm pretty grounded I just take things in and go, okay, this is what I'm talking about now, you know. Um, but he seems to come through as my voice from what we learned in this session. Right. Actually, yeah, that was the one point I wanted to bring up about this session was it was interesting that he says he is your voice. Yes. And that I took that, not in the session, but after and going through the editing and all that, I took that, that that's who I'm speaking to. So in talking to you through the subconscious, it felt like he's the one that I'm talking to. Okay. I didn't take it that way, but that's really cool. Um, I kind of see it as he's my voice every day just because of how goofy I generally am and how much I stumble on things like, you know, verbally or whatnot. I think it's interesting that if he would have come through as who you were talking to because he was very serious, which he normally is not. But I think that he was of... A few more, but they didn't he's, want to come forward. He's of three. So, three. well, what? Yeah, what you said in your hypnosis was that you have three guides, and then I asked, "Well, is one of them this shard head yeah. that, that <laughs> she, she has spoken of before?" And they said, "Yes, he is her. He is your voice." Yeah, yeah. And so I and so I took that 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 was the voice of who I'm kind of speaking to yeah. now through this subconscious state. And you very well could have been. Yeah. I'd actually like to explore that more. A hundred percent. Because I took that as like, he is my projection, mm-hmm. which is mainly goofy. Yeah. <laughs> well, if the guides are there, we definitely got to do some more, uh, some more chatting. Yeah. And, and you other two come forward, <laughs> please Yeah. make yourselves known. Yeah. We got to chat more with them too. So a pretty common question that comes up with the hypnosis sessions we've learned is uh, family and work yes. situations. Uh, and th- yours were no different. Uh, we, I thought we got some really interesting explanations on both of those. Uh, the first was your work stuff. Uh, I thought it was neat. You just kind of mentioned uh, this one really important idea, I think. Visualization. 
equals manifestation. And that don't focus on what's out there or what there is. Focus on exactly what you're looking for and that will manifest itself where it needs to and how it needs to. Which is such a new idea for me because I'm very much like what's out there and what works? What could what can we make work for us? I think on so many different areas and levels of our life that this was really something new for me and really cool actually because after that session I recall sitting down with um, some, you know, pastels or oils or something and kind of mapping out my ideal view of what we wanted for the business and for our lives and, you know, kind of tacked that up on the office wall. And it was neat because I don't know, again, it's one of those things I don't really know where it comes from and I'm not artistically inclined so it was sort of funny to kind of look at but definitely neat because now we can look at all the things and adjust and then then say okay where will this be you know and look more at the areas that we that make sense and kind of visualizing it in, into reality and I thought it's neat too that it, it kind of takes the pressure off like absolutely once you kind of you you take that internal perspective and that like I, I just want to, you know, visualize what I, I'm expecting and what I'm seeing and what I, what I, what I want. One, it helps solidify it with yourself what you're looking for, and it takes that pressure off. Struggling to think about all of these other things, all of these other places that you could be working or could be living or or could be uh, just existing. Yeah, trying to make work based on what you think you need to do instead. Focus on that idea, focus on the concept, focus on any of the visuals that are important and put it out there and yeah. let whatever happens, happen. Because then you're not looking to see what you compromise on. You're just basically saying, this is what I want. Universe, let's do this. And I think it's, for me, I wanted to bring up too, that someone like very, very dear to both of us had once a long, long time ago created a business card put on it their name and what they wanted to be, had it made, they were not that thing and they became that thing. And it's sort of this, you know, speak it into existence mentality or visualize it into existence. That person did that for themselves. They were not what was on that card, but that was what they were going to be and, and they became it. And now they're incredibly <laughs> successful. Insanely successful. It's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing to see and, yeah. and see that whole path happen and then from the work situation uh there's always family yes the family that we come <laughs> into this world connected to no matter what but we got some really interesting um information from your family and <laughs> oh just to quickly backtrack so from that session uh, i just wanted to explain briefly that tony what is your father yes who passed a few years ago uh, and so that's obviously a, one person that you've wanted to try and connect with or, or learn a bit more from. Um, and it wasn't anything that I would have thought <laughs> or would have expected to hear through a hypnosis session about from him or from his energy or from whatever we are able to connect with in that, on that side of things. But that your grandfather came through as a very strong presence 
that's yes. still very connected with you. Maternal grandfather, just to be super clear. Yes. Um, who passed when you were fairly young. Yeah, about four and a half. Yeah. Five. But that he still seems very, very connected with you and a lot of these uh, mysterious dimes that show up <laughs> in our household uh, is from him. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought. It's It totally floored me because uh, I don't remember that in the session until afterwards listening to it. It's, and th- yeah, that was that threw me for a loop because... You didn't know his name. I didn't know his <laughs> name. Like, I didn't connect that that would be the person or the energy that, that would be coming through. So John threw me for a loop uh, yeah. for a while. It took me took me a bit to catch up with <laughs> yeah. who we were talking about and, and what was going on. Yeah. And I could tell that when you were asking the questions, like listening back, you were like, and you are. <laughs> but yeah, not not someone that like I necessarily think about often in that manner of like, oh, it's from Magida, which was what we called him because he was Ukrainian. But really, really fascinating because I feel like if ever there was a connection like for family, it was him because he was such a big part of our lives. It's hard to even talk about now, you know. So that was cool. Knowing that money is coming from him or even just the thought of that. And we started getting Canadian tire money too, which was really strange. And like, where is all of this Canadian tire money coming from? And when I talked to my mom about it, she was just like, well, if you think the dimes are coming from your dad, you're mistaken. <laughs> he would definitely send you Canadian tire money because that was his whole thing. So that was kind of funny, kind of putting into perspective, like the little reminders or just the little like, hey, still here, you yeah. know, and how they are different for different mm-hmm. people. Yeah. But my dad is my dad, you know, he's just like, go to Canadian Tire. Go buy, buy yourself something with the five cents I just gave you, you know? Yeah, and when we did end up connecting with the your, your father's energy, mm-hmm. um, I thought it was it was very much your father <laughs> and <laughs> the answers that were coming back. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, he's... He knows he's he's coming back. Apparently, he's happy happy uh, over there, and and uh, yeah. and that you know things things are what they are. And... Well, my dad didn't have an easy life. I don't want to say this without sounding like, I guess, weird about it. But I think maybe the best part of his life was my mom and having us. So I think he's like, I'm good. I'm relaxing now. <laughs> he can finally have a break. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, I, from what I've I've learned, I think he he could use this time to yeah. have on that side to uh, to chill out. He needs it. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone deserves a little break, it's him. Yeah. So that was neat. It was neat to connect, and I feel like I get more emotional about it now than I did then. <laughs> um, but then it was just like, oh, dad. <laughs> you know, listening back at it, he was very cut and dry. But there was lots of other interesting things, too, that came through with family because I did ask about um, connections. And I do find it funny that I never named my sister in the session. And my sister, I mean, she doesn't live in the same country as me. So we're not as, I guess, like physically connected as I would like to be. But when we were, we were close 
you know, obviously not growing up because nobody likes their little sister <laughs> when they're growing up. Which you were. Which I was. Yeah. yeah, I was the annoying little sister who just wanted to like hang out with her, to be with her, to be like her. And that's always tough. But then as we grew, you know, we lived together on various occasions and we're close. And it's funny that I just call her the other one. And I never say her name. But I do think it's important when I do talk about like our upbringing and what she was a part of in my life and how much she was there to show me about love and compassion and taking care of things because I don't connect with that. (laughs) You know, I have a lot of love to give, but it's just different. It's not that same kind of earth taking care of each other, you know. And I do think that I learned a lot of that from my sister because she's so good at it. Anytime I was sick, she was like, I'm taking time off work and making sure you're going to be okay. And like, I will cook for you and make you feel better. And if someone is sick around me, I'm like, I'll leave for a week. I'll come back when you're better. Is that cool? (laughs) True story. Yeah. Like if you're sick, you're going into a different room and this is like way pre-COVID. I don't want to be near you. So I do think that that was her part in my life and probably still is. She's got a lot to teach me, I'm sure. And it's reciprocal. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that sums up most of, I think, the stuff that went on with your session. I'm sure there was plenty more we could keep getting into. But oh, yeah. uh, let's, uh, I think maybe it's time to rein this this bad boy in. And, Put a pin uh, in it. Yeah. Till next time. Call it uh, Call it an end of, end of our cafe. Uh, so some last thoughts on the session. Your last, actual last thoughts were really nice I thought and that and this is another common thing that happens with all sessions is we always like to ask is there anything last do you want to tell the person and that you know you you simply just said you know you're doing it right you know keep putting the other foot ahead like it seemed like a really nice nice ending um, to be a reminder that everything's going good everything is good everything is right everything as stressful or as hard as things can get at times you're making progress and that is what's important yeah and everyone's life is perfect whether you think it's horrible or wonderful it is perfect for what you're doing it's just that next foot going forward where are you placing it because that's going to be the change and i think it's a really neat takeaway we have all control over our lives and you just have to keep pushing through it And I think that would sort of be my final thought is keep connecting. Keep connecting with those that fit, those that connect back with you and see where it goes. Keep connecting out of love, love (laughs) and compassion. Well, all right, friends, that is it for us for this episode of Supernature Cafe. I want to thank you for listening in. As always, if you have any thoughts or questions about anything that we discussed during this session, feel free to reach out at supernature at galacticcycle.com If you would like to share your story or have any questions about our discussions or have any ideas that you would like us to include, email us at supernature at galacticcycle.com And if you enjoyed this session, subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcast platform and stay up to date on all of our latest releases. Help us make these shows as interactive as possible. So please reach out and keep this conversation going.
You can connect with us in the links in the bio and become a part of the journey. See you next time for more incredible stories. And in all that you do, may you reconnect with the earth. Thank you for listening and never stop pushing the boundaries of reality.